Hey everyone, and welcome to the Uncorked Corner podcast, where we cover the full spread of food and beverage industry topics. My name is Bianca, PR and marketing professional by day and food and wine connoisseur by night. And my name is Nick, an accountant with a passion for barbecue, beer, and whiskey. Today we welcome Mark Ray. Mark is the owner and cider maker at Stowe Cider in Vermont. In this episode, Mark takes us through the variety of ciders that Stowe has available, why their ciders are perfect for people with an active lifestyle, and some of the best ways to experience their cider at home and on site. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to us. With that said, let's welcome Mark to the show. Welcome, Mark. We are so excited to have you on today for the podcast. Can you start by giving us a little bit of background on Stowe Cider and what what led you to founding um, Stowe in the first place? Yeah, well, uh, thank you, Uncork, so much for having me. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about cider and, and especially Stowe Cider. Um, you know, Stowe Cider has been around since 2013. Um, and we've stuck with the same mission since uh, day one, and that's to create uh, dry and crisp, easy to drink ciders. Nice. And uh, so do you have any background prior to starting Stowe Cider on, you know, in the alcohol industry or in cider in general or anything like that? Uh, you know, so I came uh, from a background of, of enjoying cider um, and, and beer. Uh, the truth is uh, I wasn't very good at making beer. Um, that, it, that requires following rules, you know, temperatures and ingredients at certain times. And that, uh, that never worked out for me. So, you know, I, I find myself to be more of a chef than a baker in the sense of being able to have the flexibility of blending and adding and changing ingredients based on seasonality. And so that's kind of, of where I stepped in. I, uh, when I decided that I wanted to get into cider making, I was out in Colorado um, living um, and, and enjoying the craft boom uh, at the time, a uh, big part of Avery Brewing Company um, and enjoying and working with a lot of their uh, brewers and, and um, employees there. And, uh, and with that, it, it really sparked my interest in, in a big way. But uh, despite uh, many efforts in making beer with, uh, with the brewers there at Avery, uh, I failed miserably. So I was really good at drinking the beer, but never good at making it. Um, so I knew there was something there uh, and so I took that to my garage and in my garage, I was able to produce cider um, that I enjoyed drinking and my friends, they didn't spit it out. So like, I knew it, it wasn't that bad and that maybe I was, I was onto something. So uh, I ran with it, uh, came and moved back east uh, to the beautiful state of Vermont uh, where my wife is originally from and, and um, you know, got involved uh, with So Cider and, and uh, made it uh made a hobby turn uh, into a profession awesome and so you stated in your kind of your mission there it's crisp dry ciders so why specifically those ones compared to something that's a little bit more like heavy or unfiltered or hazy something like that yeah so you know we do make uh hazy but hazy doesn't necessarily mean uh heavy um you know you can have a hazy cider that's dry uh which we do and so at the end of fermentation you'll you can have a dry cider that isn't clarified. And so, um, so those things in, in my mind are, are just uh, a little different. 
Um, but the, the reality is that we, we all realize we need to watch what we're consuming, whether it be food or, or beverage related. And when you're talking, um, you know, not dry, sweet, which was uh, the most well-known cider, um, you know, on the macro level or, or at uh, the level that anybody knew, um, it just, you could only have one. Um, and then it was a little bit of regret and, <laughs> um, you know, whether it was that day or the next day. And so with that, you know, we realized that by producing a cider that not only had less sugar, it also had a little more alcohol, which, you know, not most people complain about. And so those two things in combination really seem to work out well. Um, and fortunately for us, we were at, uh, in my opinion, at the forefront of producing um, ciders on the dry side. And for us, you know, when we say when we say dry, we mean a couple grams of sugar. We have a sweetness scale on our cans that say super dry to stow sweet. And uh, you know, the joke is we would never make anything that sweet. Um, you know, we keep everything uh, semi dry or less. For us, semi dry is roughly seven grams of sugar per 16 ounce can. Uh, and when we came online uh, making cider uh, professionally, um, the, most of the ciders at that time contained anywhere from 20 to 30 grams of sugar per 12 ounce serving, um, which is, um, well, it's a lot. And right now I'm enjoying the high and dry, which is one of your uh, ciders on the super dry scale. But my favorite, I think, of all the ones that I've had the opportunity to try was the Apple Haze. And that's the one I know Nick has <laughs> right now. So, Nick, what do, what do you think of that one? Well, first of all, I apologize for saying hazy earlier when I was looking right at this can and completely, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, I meant something different than what you were talking about. Obviously, I was going for something a little bit thicker and heavier when I had that in mind. But it is delicious. Uh, definitely, nonetheless, I like it. I, see exactly what you're saying when it comes to being light and really drinkable because um you know i've been sipping this for a few minutes now and i'm already half a can deep and it's just completely crushable i could drink a lot of this um <laughs> it's super tasty but yeah i agree with bianca this one's definitely one of my favorites so far but we also got to get into some of the uh other ones that you sent over including some of the non-cider stuff that you guys offer but to start why don't you take us through your i guess all the time rotating lineup or do you guys have anything that's seasonal right now or anything that's always in the shelves? Yeah. So, you know, walk you a little bit through of uh, so cider and our lineup in the series or different series of ciders that we make, um, you know, we're figuring it out every day. So uh, don't be surprised you wake up tomorrow and something's a little different. Um, uh, our MO is always just to make things better uh, to make our consumers understand the product more because cider being a bit newer on the craft beverage scene, um, it's a lot about education. Um, so, you know, every time we have an opportunity to make something better or uh, a little bit more uh, easy to understand, we, we take advantage of that. Um, and so I think what you're asking is uh, we have a different set of series. Uh, we have a, our headliner series. And for us, we have a bit of a music uh, undertone uh, to our naming scheme, if you will. And so while you, you think Vermont, you think uh, the Green Mountains, you think outdoor and active sports, um, that's very normal. Um, but when you look at some of our names, you'll see there's a lot of music behind it. So uh, that's kind of what drives us. Um, you know, if you're gonna be out on a mountain bike or going, going skiing or snowboarding, you're gonna be listening to music and, and often feeling 
uh, feeling that music. And so you'll see that's where the names uh, often come from. So the headliners uh, are gonna be our core ciders that are offered year round. Um, and that would be uh, the high and dry, um, which is a super dry cider. It is, un uh, it is filtered uh, and preservative free. It is just straight fermented apples. There's nothing else in it. And that's, uh, um, that's what runs through my veins more or less. That is um, you know, what makes us click as a company and, and how people know us, just being completely tart and um, unadulterated. And so that's a high and dry. The tips up is, is gonna be uh, neck and neck in terms of popularity, and that's gonna be a semi-dry. That one comes in the green can. It's gonna be a bit more apple forward. So there's some residual sugar and residual sweetness in that one, which makes it um, taste a bit more like apples, um, which I think, I guess uh, some of the the more uh, I don't want to say novice, but uh, newer cider drinkers uh, are are coming to expect something that tastes like apples. And what we as cider makers are trying to do is educate and help the consumer understand. Just like when you drink a glass of wine, you don't expect it to taste like grape juice. Um, you know, uh, cider isn't necessarily going to taste like apples or apple juice, and so um, that's kind of the gateway or the entry level cider for us is going to be the tips up in that semi dry range. Um, and then um, our safety meeting. And so that one for us is going to be the the gateway for the beer drinkers. It is dry hopped um, with Citroen Galaxy hops. When we first started making this cider, oh, I would say 2015, um, you know, you couldn't go wrong. And I still don't think you can go wrong with Citra and galaxy hops am i right i mean if if you're gonna put yep. some hops in there and guarantee it's gonna make make it taste good it's gonna be citron galaxy so those are our three core ciders and it's it's something for everybody it's for that serious cider drinker who wants no sugar unadulterated um fermentation or something a bit more apple forward or something that um kind of resembles a little bit of the uh of the beer world uh, with the hops, the, the, the difference with the hop cider for us is that um, we don't do any boiling. So there's no brewing, you don't brew cider. Um, you know, we ferment, we're winemakers. And so when we dry hop, we're adding the hops at the end of the fermentation process to contribute um, citrus, um, you know, flavors from the citra hops or tropical fruit flavors from the galaxy hops. Um, so it's more floral um, and, and much less bitter than, uh, than a beer would be. And as, no a, uh, as a craft beer drinker, that one was definitely interesting to me. And it was the first time that I'd ever, I would consider myself definitely newer to the cider game, um, but it's the first time I'd ever seen a hopped cider. So that was super interesting and definitely different than something you see on the shelves all the time. Cool. And speaking of fruity flavors, we also got the opportunity to try that Vermont grown blueberry and maple syrup cider, which was phenomenal. And it was definitely not overly fruity, which I think is one of my favorite things about it. It's not like overpowering sweet, but it had such a great flavor. And also we saw that you recently, I think, yes, was it yesterday? You announced your raspberry and honey cider yeah. and that looks incredible. So, so good. So good. Um, and I, and uh, the one thing, Thing I will, um, you know, put a disclaimer behind. If you saw the social media post, uh, Madison's hands were not actually squeezing the raspberries <laughs> in every glass. 
Um, you know, we, we did that through our, uh, through our normal process. Um, but yeah, so um, to speak to that point, we, we do have a full series. It's called Vermont Grown. Uh, the name, I think, gives it away. It, everything in that can is Vermont grown and sourced, uh, meaning uh, we work with our friends, our neighbors, the local farmers and orchards to, to procure and source all of the ingredients that go into that. And so with the Vermont Grown series, um, you know, it's, it is uh, no different than the rest where we do keep it on the dry side. So with the blueberry and maple, uh, we co-fermented the blueberry out. So there was zero residual sugar left there and we back added the, the maple for a little bit of balance. But even though we added um, 12, it was about 12 gallons of maple syrup, um, the batch was just over a thousand gallons. So the, the um, you know, the grams of sugar per 16 ounce can was uh, uh, roughly three grams. So uh, it, it definitely remains on the drier side without, without being overly sweet. And another one of the, so some of the other stuff that you guys offer actually isn't uh, in this sort of alcohol cider blends. One that we loved was the fresh press. Can you tell us a little bit about that series that you guys have or that, uh, the one fresh press that you offer? And uh, yeah. I guess the idea behind those. Yeah. So, you know, fresh press, uh, it, it holds a very special place in my heart uh, because family um, is of the utmost importance, importance to me uh, as a person. Um, and so the, the idea was born with my kids, believe it or not. And so we have a, a thing on Saturdays, at least during normal times, uh, it's called Cider Saturdays. And so every Saturday we have live music. It's free to the public, you know, come in free for all first come first serve, grab a table, enjoy some live music and beverages and, and maybe some light fare. Um, and uh, as an owner, and especially of a, a small business and a growing business, uh, I work a lot, um, you know, and that's, uh, that's fine, that's well, but what was really important to me was to create an environment that my family uh, felt comfortable joining in, and, and especially my family, uh, friends, and their kids, so um, creating something that was, was um, you know, a bit more um, stomachable for the parents, at least, so my kids would come down, you know, the very early days, I'd give them, you know, fresh pressed cider because we'd have it obviously all the time. And um, for anybody who doesn't know the sugar content and what effects that has on a toddler, um, man, it's astronomical. So you give a kid a, um, apple juice, uh, in this case, apple cider, there's uh, 30 plus grams of sugar per 12 ounce uh, serving. And that is, you know, more sugar than uh, anybody needs, let alone a kid. Um, and so after enough days and nights of going home with kids who had uh, been, you know, chugging apple cider, um, you know, visiting dad at work, um, you know, I started putting a little bit of water in and then we started uh, carbonating the water and, and it, all of a sudden this was born where it was a carbonated fresh pressed apple cider but diluted with water. And so you've got this really fresh apple taste but with bubbles and less sugar. And uh, we started giving it to our employees um, and, and friends and started kind of just making it our non-alcoholic option. And it was amazing the, the response that we got. And then all of a sudden it was the musicians who were playing in our venue, um, the Barrel Room or the Garden at Stowe Cider where we host all of our live music. Uh, all of a sudden it was like, wow, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm drinking, I'm socializing, I'm enjoying a craft beverage without A, 
having alcohol or B, the, the sugar hangover um, that nobody needs. So it was uh, kind of the best of both worlds in a sense. And, um, you know, I was born on a necessity as a parent to keep myself sane uh, and my, my kids, um, you know, in relatively one place. And, um, and since then it's, uh, you know, rolling out to the greater public, which the, the feedback and response has been phenomenal. And so I'm excited to share it with the world and I'm really excited to see, you know, kind of where it goes. We have some other plans to roll out a few other non-alcoholic options. Uh, and I think they're going to be as popular, if not more popular than uh, the fresh press. And the fresh press is definitely delicious. Yeah, it's, you know, for that sort of non-alcoholic cider, I'm not a big sparkling water or anything really super bubbly drinker, but, you know, it was definitely, definitely something that I enjoy drinking. And for the few that I was able to have in uh, sip on I definitely loved it my girlfriend got to a couple before I could but <laughs> nice <laughs> what I will say um you know on that note and and it goes with uh any of our ciders hard or non-alcoholic you can um you can cook with these um you know uh which which is absolutely phenomenal and then you know whether you want to take it to the next level or not you can mix drinks and so we worked with a lot of local distilleries um not only making and crafting um, unique cocktails with our hard ciders, but the, the non-alcoholic is a, a great substitute for a soda or a straight juice because, again, it has half the sugar content, um, but has the bubbles and the flavor profile of what you would want and expect out of a craft cocktail. Or, um, you know, again, we're making, um, you know, sauces or brining meats, um, you know, with these ciders and, and, uh, so, so not only can you drink them, you can cook with them or, uh, or, or use them as a mixer. Um, and what I like to do, especially with some of our limited release bottles is, well, you drink some of it and cook with some of it, you know, it's uh, a little for me and a little for dinner. So, and on, I uh, cook them with it. I'm a big barbecue guy. I always have a uh, smoker ready during the summers and springs and everything when the weather's a bit nicer. Cause I like to spend a lot of time outside cooking. But uh, using this cider and especially like something like the fresh press or something would be awesome as sort of a uh, mop for a brisket or a pulled pork or something, if you will, for anyone that. Oh, big time. Barbecue. Big time. Yeah. yeah, you totally nailed it. Um, uh, yeah, please. Uh, and, and send me some because we love to taste test. So. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> One of the other ciders that is really different that we haven't really seen anywhere is that margarita. And one, the bottle is really, really cool. Um, it totally goes with the vibe of your space in general. And for anyone who's listening who hasn't visited, I love, just love everything about the inside of your spot. It's just the artwork and the walls and it just feels so, so much like a, a really unique experience. Um, but that margarita is so different. So can you tell us what is it that inspired that? Because you don't really see that at many many different cider houses um, and why, you know, why did you go for that? Yeah, you know, uh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, for us, we're always pushing the envelope and, and um, I, at the time you came, we had some limited release stuff and I'm excited to talk about more of that. Um, but for us, we're always trying to figure out, um, you know, what's working in the industry, what makes us happy as people and consumers when we're tasting things. Um, you can't go wrong with a margarita and the experience that you always have, right? I mean, uh, I don't know many people who are 
margarita drinkers every day, right? So when you go out and you have a margarita, it's kind of an occasion. And so we wanted to, to take that same experience and put it in a bottle for our consumers. And so with that, um, we said, how can we make a cider taste similar to or represent a margarita? Um, you know, first and foremost, tequila, you know, right? Um, and so we took cider and we aged it in tequila barrels, um, which was a phenomenal start. But, you know, without the lime and without the salt, you don't have a margarita. Um, so with that was born the Cedra Margarita. And so it's very complex. You get um, all of the aspects of, of a margarita, but with that twist of cider. So you know it's a cider uh, and with those flavors. Uh, for me, um, I was a Spanish major in college. Um, and so uh, having some sort of um, you know, Spanish cocktail or a margarita uh, made a lot of sense. And also I put myself through college uh, mostly by uh, rolling burritos at a place called Legal Pete's in Colorado. Um, and uh, the, uh, the, the margaritas, you know, they flowed like the salmon and capistrana. They were, uh, they were uh, very delicious and available all the time. And so um, it, it has a very uh, special place in my heart, Legal Pete's does, and, and, um, and the margaritas as well. So uh, that's where that kind of came from. And again, definitely something that was delicious. And I can see where you're saying we really get that, you know, that cider taste out of it and that cider mouthfeel and all. But with the lime and the salt and everything, especially the lime was super apparent in it when you were drinking it. I know we poured it into margarita glasses when we were drinking it the other night sitting on the couch, but definitely, definitely a good one to kind of keep that summer feel alive too as we get into the colder weather and while we have this nice little uh, kind of heat wave that we got going on right now in November. Totally. Yeah, and I, you know, I guess what better time than now? And uh, you know, I'm not going to spill the beans, and hopefully my marketing team doesn't uh, get on my case too hard. But uh, we did take some of the um, the the few tequila barrels that we had left over and blended them with um, some Tomcat barrels, which is um, a distillery here, uh, Caledonia Spirits, um, known for their Bar Hill gin or their Tomcat, which is the barrel aged version. Uh, so we blended our tequila with the Tomcat barrel aged, as well as some uh, port uh, barrels uh, and put those together. And we've got a really special uh, barrel, we call it the barrel aged blend um, is coming out for our uh, newly released, and I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this, uh, our Golden Apple Club is coming out and announcing uh, tomorrow, uh, excuse me, Thursday uh, for the first time. So um, we're gonna be releasing a barrel aged blend that's. Uh, uh, the best of all worlds, in my opinion. Awesome. Awesome. Well, don't worry. This won't be going up tonight or tomorrow. So you'll That's be right. in the clear. It'll be perfect time. <laughs> all right. Cut that out. Cut it. Cut it out. <laughs> so the other, uh, it looks like, again, music inspired, the Rotating Tracks series. I know I've tried the Stowe Cider Shandy for sure, for sure. Um, we've had that around here in supermarkets. But can you tell us about some of the other ones and even that one in the series, kind of when those come around? And uh, what each of them are? Yeah, so you know that's uh, thanks for bringing that up. The rotating tracks is really important to me uh, as a as a cider maker and somebody who really enjoys using fresh ingredients and, and supporting local as much as possible. Granted, we don't grow lemons here, so I'm not going to say lemons are local. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but the reality is, we call them rotating tracks. Number one is because it, it relates to the music theme, but number two is. Um, we don't call them seasonals because every year is different. And so growing uh, 
growing up in the Northeast, living in Vermont, um, we make one, it's, it's, straw, it's called Strawberry Fields and it's got strawberry mint and lime. And if you're your uh, macro or traditional or larger scale uh, brewery or cidery, um, you have a timetable you're set to in order to put your quote seasonal release on the shelf. And um, I'm not gonna force a product out that isn't ready because we, we need to wait for the strawberries, right? And so there's some years it's the end of June or early July and there's some years it's the middle of July until we get the strawberries. And, and it was mostly the, the strawberry fields that kind of drove that decision to say, you know what? We're not, it's not a seasonal, um, you know, we're not going to put a strawberry on um, and no offense to any but these Oktoberfest people, but like you can't put it on two months before like the actual season starts, you know, like I think uh, Christmas candy is now available before um, Halloween, you know, like the, the Reese's Pieces uh, tree shapes are, are out when you're going to buy your final bag of Halloween candy. And uh, we're not going to that. We're going to wait for the fruit to become available and for the season to actually start. And so that's why we call our road, uh, our seasonals, if you will, uh, rotating tracks. Um, and so with that, um, I believe your uh, sampling apple haze, uh, that is full of fresh pressed apples in the fall. And uh, so that's going to be our quote fall seasonal or a rotating track in that in that timeline. Um, then after that, we're going to move into our tuned up. If you've seen the tuned up, uh, it's one of my favorites. It's got these artwork of uh, uh, the stow gondola and the cliff house on the front of it with the ski mountain. Um, it makes you 100% uh, ready for winter. Uh, but again, we're not going to make that and craft it until we get our hands on uh, the fresh pressed cranberry juice uh, that we've uh, come to expect. And so uh, again, that's, um, it's, it's all based on, on Mother Nature and, and the farms um, that are able to produce those things. And so that's tuned up, uh, which comes out around or hopefully just before Thanksgiving. It's actually dropping tomorrow, but don't tell anybody. Um, and so, um, so, you know, we're really excited about that. And that's cranberry and orange, very uh, festive for that time of year. Then we move into the shandy. Um, you know, which comes out at the end of ski season, getting ready for spring and summer. Um, and after that, it's going to be strawberry fields, which is strawberry, mint and lime. And, and that's on strawberry season. Uh, beyond that, without getting too long winded, we have our, our, our hit singles, um, which are um, unique ciders, but definitely often um, utilizing uh, local and uh, local ingredients times as well. So, you know, the rosé, um, uh, some, uh, we've, we've teamed up with Caledonia Spirits to do our gin and juice using their gin botanicals, which is very, uh, spring, um, you know, appropriate. And, and so, you know, we, we, we try to time that, but again, we're not forced into using, um, you know, this timeline that's been created by retailers and distributors to say this, I need my Oktoberfest in, in May. Well, what, what happened? No, you know, Oktoberfest is, is not happening until the fall and, and you're going to have to wait until it's actually uh, ready and appropriate. And the tuned up is definitely the artwork in the can is fitting for the season. I know I'm getting excited for snowboarding season to come around. So right. it's uh, well, we'll it up here to snow. Yeah, I Nick's for sure will. his next trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have been. I got all my new stuff for the season, new boots and new bindings, new board coming in. So yeah. we're ready. 
my old stuff yeah. disappeared. So well, I always, uh, you know, I got friends over at Burton. We got the pro deal going on and you, you're a homie. So just let me know if, uh, if you need some swag. For sure. Uh, and so are there any other different series you guys, I know you have the uh, Stowcraft tea that we got to try. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mentioned, you know, we've gone through a lot of them, right? Our headliners that are available all year, the rotating tracks, which uh, is our version of the seasonal, our hit singles, which are items, uh, that are made once um, per year and then done. Some of them come back year to year, like the rosé we've done um, because, well, we enjoy it. We want to make it again, and our consumers enjoy it as well. So we made that again. Some never come back. We always encourage uh, our, our friends and fans to reach out to us to make uh, new stuff. Uh, we've got our Brainwave series, which is experimental. It is uh, it is. Uh, it's, it's very dreamy. They're, they're items and ciders that are made, uh, well, out of dreams, essentially, and, and things that you wouldn't normally think about um, doing. And, and, you know, one of the recent ones would be our gummy bears. Uh, we had made that. And so we, we co-ferment gummy bears and then age it on Sour Patch Kids. Um, and so it's like, well, it's candy without some of the guilt. You know, you, you swap the, the sugar uh, alcohol which you know which is a pretty good swap in my opinion but um you know and, and so that would be the gummy bears we've done cream skull flavors we've done you know guava ginger um and you know just a lot of flavors that are uh, a little against the grain or just a little bit um experimental in that sense uh but i think what you're talking about is going to be um some of our um more along the lines of of uh, malt beverage you know, which is going to be the teas, for example. And, and so with that, um, we're sticking to our roots. We do things uh, gluten-free. So when we're making a tea, we, um, you know, we're fermenting apples and uh, making essentially an apple wine and, and, and blending it with sparkling water um, and real black tea. And the black tea, we work with a, with a manufacturer to, uh, to make it um, caffeine-free. Um, you know, we're not trying to go for a loco on it. Um, it. You know, we're 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 trying to create uh, something that is uh, a, a bit more palatable and enjoyable and sustainable for the consumer. And so, with that, with the teas, um, using real ingredients, keeping the sugar content low. You know, three grams of sugar um, in a twelve ounce can, which, in my opinion, is pretty low. So. Um, that would be the teas. We've got a half and a half version. I mean, you can't go without the Arnold Palmer, right? Everybody enjoys one of those, whether it's on the golf course or off. Um, and then peach, peach and tea, um, just so natural together. It's just so delicious. And then the seltzer line um, is no different uh, than anything else we do um, in the sense that we keep it um, little to no sugar and using real fruit. And, you know, for us, that's really important. Um, and we honor what the consumer is looking for in the sense that we keep it uh, to the, you know, the 5% range and 100 calories. So uh, I'm not going to say it's totally guilt-free, but you're going to feel maybe a little bit better at the end of the, at the end of the night. And those have really cool cans too. Uh, the inspiration in those, it looks almost like a really simple kind of old, almost retro sort of design. Is there a reason you chose that or... You know, I've got to uh, throw my hat off to Eric LaPuma, uh, the Puma, the Pumanator, uh, whatever you want to call him. He's our designer. Um, you know, him and I go back and forth. Um, and I think we, 
um, are a match made in heaven. Don't tell my wife that, but uh, the two of us, we work really well together, um, you know, because we, we balance each other out just like uh, my wife and I do, but we balance each other out in the sense of um, we're, we're different, but we're the same. And, and I know that doesn't make total sense to everybody, but the way we work together is uh, we're able to communicate really well and find that happy balance medium um, that, that really works for, for ourselves, for the consumer and everybody involved and, and kind of create this community space where it's not one-sided. And, and that's what I love about working not only with Eric, but my, my team in general is it isn't one person driving the ship. It's, it's very much a collaborative effort from start to finish. Uh, while some ideas are uh, born between one or two people, they always end up um, in a group setting where people have their ability to uh, to provide feedback. And so with Eric, um, you know, he is extremely creative um, and he is just on top of uh, trends. And, and I don't think he's on top of them. I think he's setting them personally. Um, you know, whenever I ever have any questions and, and he puts something out um, and I let him have the creative freedom, I, I very quickly learn that, um, that he knows what he's doing. And, and um, you know, he is, uh, he's happy. He's got it going on. And speaking of Eric, you share the best, most human stuff to your Instagram. I think I, all of your employees for the most part are spotlighted here. So for anyone listening, definitely follow uh, the Stow Cider pages. You guys do a great job of kind of introducing all of your team members, making it feel really personal. So you're not just following the brand, but you're really a part of that brand and, and a part of everything that you have going on. And you have some fantastic uh, hand squeeze cider photos on there too, <laughs> uh, even though they're not really hand squeezed. So can you just let everybody know where they can find you and where they can buy the cider for themselves? Oh, certainly. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we are a Vermont focused brand and anything we can do to get our cider outside of Vermont to our uh, friends, families um, and fans, uh, we, we do that. There are always obstacles um, in achieving that, whether that be distribution or, you know, uh, legal stuff. But the uh, long story, uh, the short story is that we distribute throughout New England, a little bit in upstate New York, um, New Jersey. Uh, and also online. We ship through our website, uh, through Vino Shipper. Um, and as I mentioned before, and thank you for clarifying that I'm not, um, you know, releasing too many details too early. Uh, we're starting a cider club tomorrow. It is the Golden Apple Cider Club. It is the first uh, and only way to get early access to our limited release items. So you're guaranteed one uh, limited, uh, excuse me, a rotating track uh, with two limited release items. So you get 12 ciders per quarter. Um, and you can register right through our website. Uh, just follow us on Instagram and Facebook in order to find all those details. Uh, but definitely, if you go to our website, go to the Find Cider page, you'll find the, the retailer closest to you. Uh, but uh, we love our retailers, but we love it when you visit us even more. So, um, you know, when things kind of get back to normal, I think we throw the best parties around um, and, and have the best fans and friends around. So, um, help us continue to build that community and, and come visit. Awesome. And by the time this release, like we said, that will be live. So we'll have links to everything down in the description below. You can go find the website. You can go see all the ciders. I'm excited to get back out to stow myself and have some more of the stuff in person with you and do some snowboarding out there as well. So thank you so much again for coming on, taking the time to talk to us. We had a great time visiting you in person and talking to you tonight. Look forward to it again in the future. Cheers.
Cheers. Thank Cheers. you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Be well. Stay safe. Be sure to follow us on social at Uncorked Corner and on the blog at uncorkedcorner.com for a taste of more food and beverage content. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Thanks for listening. Thanks.